the rest of the episode is going to be us responding to this video. And it's not about Javier Mille. It's about libertarianism. And this is Crystal Ball of Breaking Points with Crystal and Sauger. I actually listen to this show every day because... Why do you listen to it? Because I like to hear the other side. So let's listen to her critique... Tell me to pause whenever you want me to, Charlie. As a politician, he's telling the powerful he will be their lackey. He will strip the power of the state, an imperfect but theoretically democratic institution wherein citizens at least have a shot at exerting influence, and hand it to multinational corporations headed by a short-sighted and self-interested billionaire class. He wants to strip away the state, which is theoretically a democratic institution where people actually have a say. And although it's not perfect, but yeah. at least you could influence it a little bit. That is how we've gotten to where we are right now, which she hates with all of these but they also act theoretically as if, democratic they also, institutions. They also act as if the, the citizens have no control over these multinational corporations. You can't vote with your dollars. They've got it so twisted because in fact, the opposite. Yeah, sure, you can vote once every four years or whatever, but you have to take the government services or they put you in jail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas like I could vote every single day against Walmart every day. I could decide not to go to Walmart and no one from Walmart is showing up to put me in jail. They They're act not. as if we have no influence over these multinational you know, corporations. They they've now pitted this fight, right? It's either you're for the state or you're for evil billionaires. Well, they, and they also <laughs> describe being for the state as being for democracy and the people having a choice. When in fact, when you're for the state, you're for the people who work for the state and benefit directly from the state. You know what Walmart does when you vote against them? Here's what they do, Charlie. Have you been to a Walmart recently? I have actually, they're yeah. They're starting to make that place look like a department store. Mm -hmm. They're putting up little displays on the end, you know, little product displays, stuff like that. They're carrying better clothing brands. Yeah, decent, yeah, decent clothes. Like, I was like, whoa. I voted for Walmart to do a better job. You know how I did that? I didn't go there. I went everywhere else other than Walmart for a long time. And Walmart said, well, I'm going to use the government, put a gun in that guy's face and force him to give us money. No, that's not what they said. They said, we're going to carry Polo and Reebok and Wrangler. We're going to do two-day delivery. Two-day delivery on We stuff. now have Walmart Plus. Same-day pickup. That is what they said. How is that not the people having a choice? The people voting. What she can do is she could look at a country where the state has been in so much control that they truly have whittled all of the business sector down to actual monopolies that are only monopolies because they've been propped up and enforced by the state. And then say that people don't have a choice between this company. Say you're going to privatize that company. So, well, no one, no one has a choice. Well, the state created that monopoly in the first place. You want to create an environment where competition can actually come in. And then they actually have to react to what the people want. Malay paints a picture of extraordinary men made wealthy by creating, innovating, designing products to benefit the whole world. When in reality, every year, if you take a look, the most new billionaires come from the finance sector. People who are only skilled at new creative methods of extraction and mathematical trickery, whose innovations are designing new exotic financial instruments like credit default swaps that eventually blow up the entire world economy. Now, Charlie, let me ask you, why would it be the case, assuming she's not lying, that more billionaires would come out of the finance sector for people who create things like credit default swaps and new instruments for getting money from people? 
Is that because that's just how the free market operates? <laughs> it's because the finance sector is one of the highest regulated markets there is out it, there. It's either the first or the second most regulated market that exists. The credit default swaps exist because the government backstops all of these loans. The government says, do whatever the you want and we're going to bail you out. It doesn't matter. You guys want to get rich as soon as possible. Cool. Sounds good. Give me a little bit in the back, you know, make some donations, stuff like that. That's fine. Yeah. That's not the free market operating. The free market, and of course, they do we can this, talk they about don't get bailed out. We can talk about America, but Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, which is government institution, mm-hmm. they're the ones who basically said, "Yeah, we want you to offer loans to people who probably won't pay them back, and mm-hmm. don't check their income, don't check their credit scores, don't check whether or not this is their fifth or sixth or seventh house." In fact, if you do that, we'll fine you. We'll f- exactly. <laughs> and of course, people were making. They were making so much money back in then before it all blew up. And you know what? We're also going to keep the interest rates artificially low, which is also going to skyrocket the value of the houses because more people are going to be able to get into this market. It's not going to naturally hold the price of the houses down. And then we're going to blame it all on the free market afterwards, even though it's the government pulling the strings the entire time. But I love how she says most new billionaires. So she's taking that where when most of people on the left always complain about like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and people who have innovated entirely new sectors or they've revolutionized entirely new sectors to create literally a better life for everyone. They literally are innovators and revolutionizers and created systems that if didn't exist, God only knows how bad the pandemic would have been. With with Amazon having yeah. being able to deliver things, and Elon Musk probably I guess the second richest person in the world right now. I mean Tesla, pretty big deal, especially if you're on the left and you think climate change is going to kill all of us, and you actually believe that EVs are going to do something about that, which they're not for like thirty years. Bringing but, internet to but, countries like Argentina, it's pretty pretty important thing. Or the Amazon, know, that in Brazil. That seems to be a pretty important thing. Instead of it costing $600 million for the government to send a satellite in the space, it cost them $60 million. But no, yeah. it's mostly people in the finance sector who only got there because of all of the government controls in the finance sector. And she's pretending like we just want more of that. It's, it's not. We're literally arguing for the opposite. Anyone, of course, with a basic grasp of reality outside of an imagined libertarian fantasy world can see that this attack on literally all market regulation is insane. I'm not sure I've ever seen this particular fantasy deflated as quickly as in this infamous clip of Joe Rogan educating Dave Rubin on the need for building codes. Everything you're building here right now, right? Do you want the government to tell you how to do all these things and all the regulations that you got to have your electric thing this far from this and like all well, the, the regulations like that for construction are important though. You do have to make sure that people don't do stupid. But I would put most of that on the builders though. They want to build things that are good. Now I get it. Oh, I get, that's not true. Listen, people no, cut, no, people are going to build corners all the time. Like you have to have regulations when it comes to construction methods they, or people are going to get. They cut corners when there are regulations anyway. They do. They would cut a lot more if there weren't regulations. I'm not totally. You go to third world countries and look at construction methods. They're dangerous. Yeah. That's why schools collapse on kids in foreign countries sometimes. Listen, man, I was in no. construction my whole life. My dad was an architect. Yeah. I've been in construction since I was a little kid. You need regulations. These guys, a lot of people that are in construction, they're, they'll do whatever they can to make money. And it's not good for the people that have the house because they might have that house for five, 10 years before that problem manifests itself. Sure. Some builders are going to go out there and build crappy quality places. Ruben was right. He just wasn't able to really push the point home. Builders are incentivized to do a good job. 
mainly because they have a lot of competition. There's a lot of home builders here in Mm -hmm. Nashville. But there's another important person who has an incentive. He says, well, they build these things. It's going to be five, 10 years before they show any problems. Okay, well, there's another person who has a big incentive to make sure that the builders do a good job. You know who that is? The banks. Because that's who actually owns the house for 30 years. And that's who actually wants it to have value if they have to foreclose, whatever it is, because they are holding the value that they fronted for the money of that house. And so the bank has a perfect incentive to make sure that builders are doing a good job. It does not mean that the government has to come in and do it. There will be private companies that come in and make sure that these are built up to the bank's codes because the bank wants to protect their asset. It's not for the person who bought it. They don't care about you. They don't care about you and your house or anything. The bank cares about this house because it's the bank's house. You know, it's funny. So they have all these codes and stuff, right? And then on top of that, the bank, before we bought this house, they still required us to get an inspection. Mm -hmm. We still had to hire a private inspection company. You didn't just say we pass all the government's codes. No, we still had to hire a private inspection company to inspect the builders that already were inspected by the coders because I'm sure they're the bank's insurance company who's going to insure these assets to protect their financial investment is going to require the bank to have an inspection so they have all these things lined up so that the insurance company knows who to go after whenever they have to shell out the money for this asset that is protecting all of this money. You know what I think about recently is that condo in Miami a couple years ago that completely collapsed. collapsed. Did that thing pass inspection and codes and all that stuff and it still collapsed? You don't think that uh, the, the market wouldn't solve this problem if you have a builder going around town building crappy buildings? They want something that's going to be lasting. The, the market easily takes care of this. Now, will some people unfortunately suffer and make the wrong decision or whatever? Yes, that's going to happen. But, but the, that happens in any industry, and it also happens with the codes and regulations in place. It still happens. My house, which passed all the building codes and all that, is falling in the Percy Priest Lake right now. Like the, the, the foundation is cracked all the way from side to side. I've already had to spend thousands of dollars having a That's a how rich foundation. Nate is. He lives on the lake. Yeah. In Nashville. <laughs> now we're slowly, you know, the water naturally flows into the lake, and it's slowly taking us with it right <laughs> yeah. now. It's going to take a couple hundred years to get the house all the way there but that passed all the government inspections it was up to code according to all of them and so you can't tell me that having all these regulations solves the problem or if you say well if we didn't have those everything would just be falling apart things are already falling apart malay equates communist nazis fascists socialists social democrats national socialists christian democrats keynesians neo-keynesians progressives populists nationalists and globalists saying quote in the end There's no substantive difference. He's right about that. I get that they've got their own little spins on the way that they violate human rights. They all do. Democrats or fascists, socialists and communists, they've all got their own little end tweak, like a little window dressing they put on the way that they say that they own you, that they want to enslave other people for whatever they decide is important to humanity. But they're all the same thing in the fact that they all believe that human beings don't own themselves. They're subject to society and government. That is why they are all the same. Or they're subject to the arbitrary good of society. Whoever is in power that gets to decide that. Whether or not your life individually suffers because of it. So So, all 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 those ideologies are against free voluntary trade. All of them deny self-ownership. And I'm sorry, Crystal, that you don't want to be in the same camp as Hitler, but in a way way you are. You and Hitler 
both believe that people do not own themselves. You both believe that you should be able to force other people to do something that you think is important enough. The clear differences between a very wide range of ideologies goes without saying unless you are a literal child or a member of the oligarch class. And see, here's the thing. She she starts calling you names. That Mm -hmm. way, if you do have an argument against her, well, you're either part of this elite oligarch billionaire class or you're a child a literal child a literal one you can't be like if you believe a this, rational human being and, and argue against me if you believe this you actually turn into a, a literal child yeah which i'm surprised that hasn't a- happened yet <laughs> i hate it when people say literal she's trying to make a point emphasize it all that but no i'm a man <laughs> That's your first problem. Not a child. Read as good radical libertarianism that Malay espouses and which had been ascendant in America since Goldwater and forced on much of the rest of the world since Reagan has been repeatedly rebuked by regular people. Yep, none of that's true. (laughs) Goldwater and Reagan did not Mm -hmm. institute libertarianism. No. Whatsoever. Malay might actually be implementing some libertarianism. And again, he's going to be stopped on a lot of it, but... To use Goldwater and Reagan as examples of libertarianism, far from it. It's like people using Trump as example that's for like, libertarianism. She's decided that that's what libertarianism is, so that's what the world is moving towards, and that's what we live in right now. And so, therefore, anyone who no. believes what Javier Millet is saying, which is just like Reagan, apparently, then you're just a child no. who wants more of the same right now. And she's completely ignoring that he wants a completely different thing. It is, therefore, a diseased mind, which could, with a straight face, call any of this freedom as Malay does. Free to work all your days for global monopolists who set all the terms of your exploitation, unless, God forbid, you are unable to work or a robot eliminates your usefulness and then you are free to quietly die. God bless. Oh, free to work the rest of your day. Like as if you didn't have like free market capitalism, we'd all just be laying around not doing anything. You know, bomb bumps. Wouldn't have to work. Everything would just be brought to you by someone else who also doesn't have to work, I guess. Well, that person has to work, but you don't have to work. But also when you talk to them, they don't have to work either. I have to work. Turns out we all have to work if we want people to bring us things. (laughs) That's just the way the world works. Turns out you have to do something to survive. You do. Yeah. No matter what. You live in the woods, you got to work every single day of your life to live. (laughs) And it's going to be a way shorter, way more terrible life. There's no way out of it. That's the condition of being a human being. You're not a self-sustaining. You don't just lay there and just regenerate just magically. <laughs> Things have to happen. But it's you got to find food. You got to cook food. Here's the actual problem. We have built such a wonderful world. Seriously. Mostly men have, by the way. <laughs> mostly men have done the hard work of building, especially in the Western world, an incredibly safe wonderful environment relative to what it could have been or or has been in history. So that women like Crystal can get on a camera and talk about how the patriarchy and people being free is going to destroy the world. I know. (laughs) She gets to wake up in her comfortable bed, put on her her makeup that they killed animals for. Now imagine that, killing animals and other things for makeup, not just for food. Did you know other people had to produce that makeup? I know. That's exploitation. Right. She gets to go to the grocery store where people have already killed the animal or they've already farmed the land. They've Mm -hmm. packaged it up really nice. It's like we built this world up where people think that rather than looking at history and realize like what it took to get to this place and being grateful for what we have, they see it as if like they're owed, like this kind of world would just exist. (laughs) 